When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Hi, this is Greg Weissman, creator of Gargoyles and Reign of the Ghosts, and you're listening to The Nerdy Show. Welcome to Nerdy Show, a weekly podcast dedicated to every facet of nerddom, from comics and video games to science and technology. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. And this is a Nerdy Show Microsode. That's where we discuss a topic that you, our listening audience, have given us to talk about for 15 minutes. Hi, I'm Cap. Hey, I'm Doug. I'm Laval. I'm Briggs. I'm Tony. And we are gathered here today to talk about Batman Beyond, the shwayest Batman of them all. Super shway. (laughs) This topic comes from Joshua Westfall, who... Funny circumstance, this is the third Microsoft topic by Joshua Westfall that we have done in a row. And it is en- entirely by coincidence. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. Nothing but sevens for this windfall of Westfall. It, it, it is purely... Uh, God. Who invited Tony? <laughs> no. Why is he here? He's, it's worse when he's remote because he needs to be heard. <laughs> Nobody can hurt me now. You he's all like, played right into my trap. Cap, just click the mute button and don't tell him. <laughs> no, because Tony, Tony being some sort of He'll digital cyber supervillain... Like this remote supervillain? Yes, he's this Batman like the Beyond digital thing. Joker. Yes, he's yeah. digital, absolutely. The punster. Yeah, the punster. <laughs> so yeah, it's, you know, doing microsodes, especially for super specific topics, it requires a certain roster of hosts. Sometimes that's kind of odd when and how it gets set up. So purely by coincidence, three in a row for Joshua Westfall. Mm. <laughs> Next time, probably somebody else. He's got a couple more. <laughs> Maybe. But, <laughs> <laughs> but let's, let's just say, I mean, we just need to honor... Josh's prolific donations to Nerdy Show, by which this is made possible. Yeah. So thank you very much. Yes, yeah. Indeed. Thanks. <laughs> and now we're going to talk about Batman Beyond. Sure. Now you might be listening to this and not know what Batman Beyond is, and that's crazy. Who, you who, who are you? Fools. Who are you? The briefest description is Batman Beyond is the Batman of the future. He's from the same continuity as Batman the Animated Series and Superman the Animated Series and Justice League and Justice League Unlimited and Static Shock and Zeta Project and a bunch of other things. It was the first time outside of, let's say, Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns that a Batman of the future had been so widely received and respected. And Two-time Emmy-winning show. <laughs> Two times. And, and the series was 52 episodes, three seasons, and eventually DC Comics actually started 
producing it in various forms of continuity. And then they killed them. Hey. <laughs> and then, because they're awful. And then they killed them, but we'll get into that we're soon. Gonna, so gonna, Wow, spoilers. Can, can we ignore the DC aspect, like the, the comic part? Because that's when Batman Beyond gets sad. Yeah, oh, I, think I, that's, I prefer the animated I version. I think that's a horrible, horrible hornet's nest that somewhere in the forthcoming 15 minutes we're going to need to poke because mm-hmm. it's very strange and very awful. I know nothing about the comic run. Yeah. There's well, two let's, different let's, versions, and there's one that's excellent, and there's one that's terrible. Well, let's start with the beginning. <laughs> yeah, let's start with the... Yeah. Yeah, the good stuff. Batman Beyond Begins. Yeah, Batman Beyond Begins. (laughs) I don't actually know how the discussions got started for Batman Beyond. I've never heard that story. Um, Action figures. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, from what I understand, it was, uh, like Tony says, it's the the action figure situation. They're like, look, we want to sell more action figures. And it's like, well, we've done all of them. You know, for the Batman animated, like, what else is there? And, like, I think it was uh, market people approached Paul Dini and Bruce Tim, and they were just like, hey, um... Market research shows us that if we did a sort of young kid Batman in the future and called it Batman Beyond, it'd make a lot of money. So go write that. And they were like, what? <laughs> and they did. You know, but then, well, at first they were like, that's stupid. That's so dumb. And then the more they thought about it, the more like, okay, how can we do this and make it good? So then they just put a shit ton of effort into it. And then we got an amazing show <laughs> that then Warner Brothers. a true sequel and sequence of, yeah. uh, I mean, it carries all the same essence and all the same kind of pathos that the original Batman the Animated Series did. And, oh, it's so good. But then Warner it's Brothers so was good, like, guys. this isn't what we wanted. Ugh. We asked for something a little bit more lighthearted and not cool. And they were like, too bad. Here's an amazing cartoon. Yeah. And the rest of his history. With some nice grunge rock to open the show. That's seriously. figure Batman. It had to a this great day, soundtrack. To this day, that opening gets me pumped up. It's one of the best cartoon openings. And it's heartbreaking that they pulled it off Netflix like six months ago and Did never they? put it back on. Oh, yeah. yeah, but they can never pull it out of your heart. Yep. But Amazon Prime does have the animated series still, but we're not talking about that. Well, I'm, and you can get all of it on DVD in one set, and we'll link to it on this episode's page. Because if you don't have Batman Beyond in your life, you know, you're missing out. And here, here's my first experience with Batman Beyond. They're like, here's Batman Beyond, it's in the future. And I was still young-ish, and, and I was thinking to myself, dude, I don't want that. Yeah, I want, I want Bruce Wayne. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't want Some to trade kid. my animated series Batman for this garbage nonsense. Didn't know that it was done by the you know the, the same, same team because yeah. it, it did look like a cash grab it yeah. really did yeah it seemed like uh, it. also there was a third party to the the bruce tim paul dini power couple that basically created the dc animated universe there was also a dude named alan burnett who according to his wikipedia has had a hand in virtually every dc animated project since the waning years of super friends that's a quote wow, wow. holy god wow <laughs> pretty weird also batman beyond is called batman of the future in europe latin america australia and india Boring. So uh, <laughs> if you're in one of those countries, it is Batman El Futuro. <laughs> <laughs> so Laval. God damn it, Laval. <laughs> but uh, no, I was immediately sold on the idea when it came out because when I, for me, like... You the, would be. No, no, no. And the, the reason <laughs> is this is like, I remember coming home from school to watch the animated series, like just get super pumped for it, you know, at middle school and then early years in the high school when the series ended. The Batmobile and that was easily one of my favorites to me being... It was a spaceship. Well, in the original animated series. Oh, the original. I got you. But, gotcha, oh, gotcha. Yeah, but yeah. the but when I saw the new one, because I did not see anything 
of it until I saw the Batmobile. And I was like, what is this beautiful beast? I need it now. And then I watched the first episode. I'm like, yep, I'm in. I'm 100% in. Now, so. it, it has kind of a, a bumpy start because the first season, which is rather short, is based around a lot of the typical Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Monster of the Week, high school and superhero kind of genre. But it's a decent setup. And as with most dramatic animated series, give it the first season, enjoy it because it's not bad. But oh my God, it gets unleashed in the seasons that follow. Oh, yeah. yeah. Though the first season, to its defense, does have the episode where Mr. Freeze comes back, which is one of the most heart-wrenching and fantastic instances of the character since he was originally introduced in the animated series. Yeah, Mr. Freeze's cryogenics program actually being able to preserve him to a degree to the point that he's just a a head in a jar that can't die. Pretty haunting, especially with all the background from the character in Batman the Animated Series. I think that was really the episode that won me over as a kid. I was like, whoa, you know, it already had the same Bruce Wayne and Mm -hmm. Barbara Gordon, but it tied in in such a big way in that respect. Like it was it was haunting and it took that narrative that they'd even gone so far as to spend time in the Sub-Zero film, you know, dabbling with. Mm -hmm. It was pretty heavy. It It, defines a, a fate worse than death. You know, I mean, really, though, it it did. But the thing, the cool thing about that Monster of the Week is you realize now thinking about it, perfect excuse because it was meant to sell action figures. So clearly they had to introduce as many villains as possible. So along the time, Warner Brothers must have said, you know what? Screw it. Right. Would you want to write? And it was a beautiful thing. But without all of that, I don't think that Terry would have been the Batman he is in the the second season. It's true. The reason why I think he's this. I'm going to say this. Go for it. He's the second best Batman. Uh, Terry, okay, Terry McGinnis the, is the second best Batman. Now, yeah. in your opinion, who's the first best Batman? Dick Grayson. Okay, we'll talk about that later. Okay. <laughs> but, um, Out back. <laughs> like, <laughs> with a brick in my hand. <laughs> but, no, Bruce Wayne's a terrible person, a terrible character. I hate Bruce Wayne. But hold on, but there's an exception oh, oh, to that. Hop, that's but, some fucking fighting yeah. words, but no, sir. But, but the, the, the exception is that you're not speaking about Bruce Wayne in the animated universe. That's, the, that's one of the few exceptions where well, the animated universe exception. and the games, he's phenomenal. Because he's believable as a character. Now, Terry, you you get him and understand him. He's not a perfect human being. No, Terry. What about Adam West? Adam West is fine. Okay, but pretty much every other instance of Batman sucks. No, okay, just eject him from the room. Just like no, no, no. Let him speak. Let him speak. Let's 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 hear him out. He's either going to bury himself or he's going to turn us. We've had this discussion before, not on the air though. Yeah, but you're, you're in your opinion, Bruce Wayne Batman sucks because he doesn't actually embody what he's supposed to. He's not a man. Exactly. At, at the pinnacle, he's he's more he's mostly a superhuman. He ba- he is because everything always goes his way. There's always the perfect instance of it happening. He can suddenly sneak past a character that can hear shit in other galaxies happening. It it he doesn't make sense. He has superpowers. He has whatever the writers want him to have. Well, maybe he is a metahuman. And he doesn't know it. Do you think about that? I'm but, also going to point out that that can be said of any character anywhere. His, they his, but not his superhero, his, his superpower, but not defined by his ability to be a man and a man uh, alone. This to is be a whole. The, this is a whole other microphone. It, it, it totally <laughs> is. But <laughs> I'll, I'll no, stop. I'll the, stop. Man, the man has points, and I. And I, I but, but we, but we need. <laughs> okay. to, but now Terry, yeah. Terry grows, and he becomes. Yeah. He goes from being kind of a punk kid, which you see, like he definitely is a punk kid. The first episode, you're just kind of like, oh man, oh, yeah. this guy, he kind of is shitty, and then you're just like, oh god. Everything bad is happening to him. I can but, agree that he is a better Batman than Batman, but only because he has the opportunity to learn everything that the first Batman learned. That's true. Now, l- l- let me ask you this. What was the moment that sold you on Batman Beyond? 
because everyone seemed a little cynical going let's, in. Let's start with Tony. Tony, what, what were your thoughts going in? My first exposure to the show was right as I had moved to Virginia, had no access to television, but my friend had recorded the first four episodes, and I borrowed that tape from him when I went, and I watched and rewatched those first four episodes. So I was sold on it from the get-go, because there was... You were it, loving it Batman this... Beyond in a box. You had nothing else. Pretty much. And but even aside from that, I love the aesthetic of the show. I love the fact that it was this kind of old Batman. I love the stupid fucking joke in the first episode. You know, I'm looking for a gopher, go for this, go for that. Just a weird part of my childhood. Mm -hmm. But I loved the sort of Neo Tokyo aspects of it. There was like that Akira influence along with just this this real human feeling to the show and this idea of legacy that Batman can no longer handle it and he can't hack it. And the way that they show that Bruce Wayne had to hang up the cowl because he had to resort to a gun to this day is one of the best character deaths I have ever seen. Just because of how it's it's critically clear in that moment why he can't be Batman anymore. Yeah, that, that was really powerful. That was. And what you said also made me think, how cool would it be to see the original Akita trailer recut with shots from Batman Beyond? With I Someone do it. I want <laughs> someone out there listening. Do it. They made Bart Kira. I want to see Bat Kira. <laughs> Bat Kira. <laughs> Make it happen, Internet, please. Wait. Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Who would be his Tetsuo at that point? Gordon. Uh, I don't Depends know. on how you cut it. Depends on how you yeah, cut, okay, the, yeah. cut the trailer. Anyway, yeah. uh, moving on to other, other first Batman Beyond impressions. Yeah. Mine basically was I saw the first episode when it aired. Partly out of wanting to see if it was crappy or good, because, you know, it's Batman, and, you know, and I love the animated series. And I remember being surprised by it and thinking, this is really good, but I never got to catch it after that. I would catch episodes here or there out of order, so I never really got to follow the story that well. But years after the show was off the air and years after it was already on home video, I watched uh, Return of the Joker. Oh, that's so good. And, oh, and that was what sealed the deal for me, where it's like, you know, looking back, I remember seeing that first episode and having a good memory of it. And I remember having good memories of the single episodes that I saw out of order. But was the show good? And I remember renting Return of the Joker from Blockbuster <laughs> and being like, all right, this is kind of a risk, but whatever. It's a rented movie, you know, whatever. And this show's been off the air. <laughs> and I watched it and I was just like, damn, yeah. I missed out. Like, this I, was this was great. Return of the Joker is still one of the darkest Batman films ever made. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's brutal. And one of the most clever deconstructions of the character of the yeah. Joker and his relationship with Batman that has been put to any sort of media. I love that <laughs> final confrontation. The, the entire show had so much pathos, dissecting Batman and the way that you couldn't in the original series. Right. And mm -hmm. the, thing, the thing that I loved about uh, Return of the Joker was that it made me love Terry as Batman because of how he was different. Mm -hmm. See, before I'm like, ah, oh, yeah. he, he'll never be like, he'll never be as good as Batman because Batman was like all these things and everything else. But then how Terry saves the day at the end of that, I'm like, only Terry could do that. That's right. why he's oh, the yeah. next Batman. And that's what made me love that character. Oh, and I, I totally agree with you. Know, villains are a superstitious and cowardly lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, what a great scene. What a great scene from Batman Beyond where Terry and Bruce go out to see a Batman musical. A oh, musical. yes. Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> that was amazing. Surprisingly, though, uh, he wasn't shot in an alley afterwards leave after leaving it. <laughs> 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 Too soon. <laughs> Laval, did you share your first impression? No, I, I didn't. I guess I picked up on it, I think, when it when it aired. It was probably when it first started, because that was definitely my jam. But the thing is that the thing that really got me going with that, I watched it a couple times, because I think it was just in that time slot. 
right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. Batman Beyond was going to be a chance. I mean, it's Saturday morning, I think, mm-hmm. on yeah. Kids WB. Yeah. So yeah. it was 5 p.m. Uh, on Kids WB for me getting home from school. Yeah, I think that's it, how it I aired twice. It. Yeah. it aired twice. Okay. I think it was for me, too. I think yeah. it was after. But anyway, so I, I would watch it. And I think the first moment I realized that I was going to fall in love with Terry McGinnis <laughs> was um, he has that plucky asshole attitude that Batman was like the like he was almost like a Robin, right? More like Dick Grayson, uh, right? Right, yeah. like more like uh, Dick Grayson. Yeah. But he had the virtue and strength and and everything of Batman, but not the way that Batman got it, right? Because you know Batman becomes an asshole because of what people do to him. Terry's an asshole because he knows that it's like his biggest strength. He's a small kid, right? He's skinny. He doesn't have a lot going for him otherwise. But when he puts on that bat suit. It's like he's a superhero, right? He's better than, he's stronger, faster, better than almost anybody else out there. Yeah. So he has that, he has the attitude that I think Batman was missing. Batman, to me, always seems clunky. Even in the animated series, right? He shows up. I mean, it was, a, it, honestly, it was a lot like having a show about a believable Robin. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's something I was always missing in the Batman mythos was that kind of character. Because it's still dark. Yeah. And it's still, gr- I mean, it's super yeah. gritty, right? Uh, it's, and, and what better mentor is there than Batman? Oh, no, <laughs> <I'm> sure. <laughs> even though, even like the fact that like with Batman, the few times when he has to save Terry's, you know, kind of save Terry's ass, mm-hmm. he still is Batman, right? Like he, he realized he no longer needs the suit because what he really has is leadership. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and I don't think that, you know, other than Justice League, I don't think they ever really touched on him being a leader. And speaking of Justice League, yeah, yeah, that, oh, I actually I yeah. just watched the epilogue episode before we recorded the night. Yeah. Oh wow, is that the, was it your that first is, time? No, no, it's like the seventh. Is oh, that the yeah. one where I mean, Terry it's... where Terry infiltrates the Justice League? No, he gets uh, he, no, he that's goes where he to breaks Amanda, into Waller. Amanda Waller's house. Oh yeah, and it's the it's the unofficial official button to the Batman Beyond series. Yeah, that was buried inside the Justice League series. But it was all. I mean, it was also the finale of Justice League. So what we're talking about here is the episode called Epilogue, which is both the finale to Batman Beyond and also the finale to Justice League Unlimited. It, it kind of ties. It all, all together. together. Well, yeah. it's near. It's not the it's, last episode. It's near the end of Justice League Unlimited. Gotcha. But it's, it's technically the, the last of the episode second. of of Batman Beyond. That but never it, it is right. Like if if you're talking about first impressions, I watched the whole series growing up, but I have very little memory of it until I recently watched it about a few months ago when it was on Netflix, and I was just like, Jesus Christ, this show is better than I remembered because I didn't have much memory of it. But then I went back through and I watched Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, and at that time, I didn't know. That I had no idea oh, that that man. episode was that, in that, there. That, that was on there, and I wa- and, and since then I've watched it several times. But that for me is like because like I already really liked Terry McGinnis, mm-hmm. and then before I even rewatched it, went and got the comics of it, which I guess we'll get into a l- little bit later. But there is a comic line that does continue from the animated series. Mm-hmm. Oh. It never gets to the point in epilogue, but it takes place in those years between. Nice, and it's very very good. It was the online release. That you could only get online, but I think there it's in print now. Well, there were was. there were a couple spotty releases. In 2012, DC finally started making the Batman Beyond comics after a, a handful of really small sort of multiversal head nods. That oh yeah, it's out there somewhere, and in, in the you know in in the multiverse, sure. So there was Batman Beyond book just called Batman Beyond book called mm-hmm. Justice League Beyond, and eventually the horribly named Batman Beyond Unlimited. Which was which was called as such because it was several webcomic series that they were releasing, Superman Beyond, Justice League Beyond, and Batman Beyond, all printed monthly in print form. 
Is yeah. that what you were talking about? Or? No, 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 no. There's, there's Batman Beyond Ultimate Turbo Edition. Th- there's one. I can't remember what it was. And, I, and it takes place like near the end of Batman Beyond. And they do reference the movie. They reference a lot of stuff in there. They reference the series that goes through and all the same characters are back. And it's, it's drawn in a very similar art style as what the show is. It's very good. Now, recently, a very terrible thing happened as... DC has been manhandling all their properties horrifically ever since and just before the start of what they call the New 52. And if you want to hear us rant about that, just dial back a single episode in Nerdy Show and I'll recap the whole sordid story for you. But fortunately, I think there's going to be a happy ending and we'll get to that too. So they essentially ruined Batman Beyond. Not irreparably, because you can always pretend this shit didn't happen. Um, (laughs) But they had an event a couple years ago. Called Future's End. Yeah, Future's End. In fact, Aaron and Cap had an intervention with me regarding Future's End, because I was reading it despite the fact that it was printed garbage. And they convinced me to stop reading it, and I'm glad I did, because what they did to Terry McGinnis, that's a hate crime. The plot, as convoluted as it is, I can sum up as this. Something terrible happens in the Batman Beyond future. So Terry goes back in time to fix it. But he doesn't go back in time to our time. He goes to a time that's still 35 years ahead of now. And in that time, there's been a war between Earth 2, an Earth from another reality, and the core Earth. And Tim Drake has gone into hiding and faked his death during this war for some reason. I forget why. So... Terry's back in time and trying to figure out kind of what happened, and the audience is trying to perceive what happened through Terry's eyes. And he's trying to stop Brother Eye, a sadistic computer program that is, for some reason, fusing together amalgams of characters and people, including he basically sewed together old Bruce Wayne and Joker back-to-back into a hybrid robot body programmed to kill. That sounds terrible. It is terrible. It's really terrible. And then at the end of this clusterfuck, they kill Terry McGinnis. And Terry is then replaced by Dick Grayson from that timeline who travels ahead to the Batman Beyond timeline after trying to fix things in the past. I thought it was Tim Drake. Sorry, Tim Drake. Sorry, what did I say? Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson. It's Tim Drake. Yeah. So Tim Drake takes his mantle, travels further back in time to try to stop the war between Earth Prime and Earth 2 thinks he succeeds, then travels to what would be the Batman Beyond timeline, finds out that Terry is still gone, and everything's still awful, though not as catastrophically bad as it was, and that was the Batman Beyond series. The most recent thing DC's been publishing as of this recording has been Tim Drake from an alternate future as Batman Beyond equals no one gives a fuck, and Future's End, really poorly received comic book. DC doesn't know what they're doing. That is not shway. No, that is the that is no, anti shway. That, that is the least shway thing. Can uh, Disney just no up and buy DC seriously <laughs> at this point? I mean, because like just fire their entire no, no, because they're going to get all those anaglam uh, bullshit. Amalgam, but what about Dark Claw? Yeah, this amalgam. is the combination of no, Wolverine no. and Batman. Anal gland. See, I don't. No, called. I don't want that. I just want them to fire all of their staff, the the people making these terrible decisions, and just no, I don't know then because then because then all the fire Dan DiDio into the sun. Because then all the because all then all the all the DC stuff will just be made to sell action figures. Oh my God, Batman Beyond! (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute, yeah. Here's the thing. Here's the potential light at the end of the rainbow or tunnel or whatever. Um, Mixed metaphor. Pot of gold Um, at the end of the rainbow with a tunnel and light. Yes, pot of gold at the end of the tunnel. The gold at the end of the space highlight in Batman Beyond. (laughs) DC Rebirth is an event that's happening starting May. They're relaunching Batman Beyond, and Terry's back. What is? But is Terry back? I believe it's a clean slate. They haven't gone into details, but the it's... clean slate, the perfect tool for a criminal, <laughs> for the history. See, I, I just want them to continue from the show because, like, just do that. That might, that might be what it is. You know, like, yeah, because oh yeah, that's what the Dark Knight like, Rises was about. There was a there was a scene in the comic that um, Dana finds out that he's Batman, 
And you're just like, that was stressful just watching that because she's yeah. slowly piecing it together because her brother's a joker. And that's great. Yeah, that's a thing. So I'd like to, and by the way, I just want to point out the, in the animated Batman Beyond, one of the greatest things is how more, like there's more people that know about Terry McGinnis. Oh yeah. Than like Batman ever. <laughs> yeah. like. Um, like Barbara, like Barbara Gordon. Right. Right. Well, of course she knows. Well, she but, has but, to know. No, no. Yeah. Like, but like she knows because she knows about Bruce and all. And yeah. she, but like, it's funny because she almost, she, like she sees a kid come in with Bruce and she's like, oh fuck. Yeah. It's true. another one. Like motherfucker. Well, and, and, you know, you know what's great about that is that this is, this is something that wasn't explored much in the animated series, but there's some canonical comic books that explain their i think it was called batman the lost years they're canonical mm-hmm. comics to the animated series and they go into the intimate relationship between bruce wayne and barbara gordon how intimate that when that she comes when yeah. she you know she was in college when it started so when she gets a little bit older eventually bruce like i'm a wealthy billionaire you're an attractive woman whom i'm in a working relationship with and the sparks fly so that really informs the screwy relationship that he has yeah. with elderly barbara gordon <laughs> That's uh, weird. That's the one thing that's never explained, and I've always been curious about what happened between him and Dick Grayson, because Dick hates him. Did they never explain that? I I can't find it anywhere unless I'm missing. Wasn't something. it in relation to it's Return of the Joker and things that? Yeah, happened? it's because it's because he feels that it's the same thing like in the video game. He feels that Batman didn't really help him. You know what I mean? Like he let him. He let him. That okay? Yeah, that's a good fail. point. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. Are we talking about Dick Grayson or Tim Drake? Because Tim they, Drake was, Tim the, Drake was the Robin who was kidnapped. If there was anything, it could just be that... Because let's take Dick Grayson's look at this. Because I think Dick and Barbara might have had a relationship, too, at one point. Uh-huh. <laughs> they, 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 they did. So, they did. And then uh, Dick was traveling the world during the Lost Years. And that was the time during which Barbara and Bruce hit it off. So Dick comes back and things are really not good between them yeah so no. how about that so i will let you take it from me you've done that to yourself do you think he walked in on them like in the batmobile oh that'd be weird (laughs) why in the batmobile (laughs) or like or like like, no no no, imagine this imagine this for a moment right he's like he he hears the comms right and he just hears bruce like grunting and then he hears like Barbara's voice screaming, you know, and he's like, oh, my God, they're in trouble. Right. So he tracks them and he shows up and he sees the Batmobiles like shaking. She's like, oh, crap. And he goes and he just like punches through the windshield and he sees their, and like, his, they are. his butt ass naked just slapping against Barbara <laughs> or, Gordon. Or wait, wait. You know how he's got the bat wing? What about the bat swing? Oh, Open yeah. There you go. Sex. Close paren. So I think that's how it went down. I mean, if you're listening, DC comics. And then Alfred was there with a, with a clever innuendo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Real good. <laughs> and but in all that, it's good. I think Bruce Wayne, like old man Bruce Wayne, though, is living the life that you wanted old man Bruce Wayne to live, right? Yeah. To be a hero until he literally could not do it anymore and then make someone else do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like in true billionaire fashion. Yeah. yeah. Although it, you do see him like really falling apart in the epilogue episode, which is mm. almost very sobering to see because is everyone knows it happens eventually to everyone but you never quite expect it to happen to batman at that mm. point you know once again th- this show can dissect batman in a yeah. way that the original never could yeah just no to see that yeah. aspect just like him. he can't even open his pills you know and terry's there to help mm-hmm. him when terry finds out that you know he's his father yeah. you know and, uh, uh, kind of spoiler kind of, alert. Yeah. but not re- but that, that's, yeah. it's not that simple and, and yeah. that was and that was and that was only afterwards 
I don't know that the rest of the episodes were written leading to that. I don't were know written they, with yeah. that in mind. I think that that happened after they wrote the series. Yeah, and, but it is. That might have been Dwayne McDuffie and, stepping in because uh, Dwayne McDuffie's a genius. <laughs> Shout out to Dwayne McDuffie, rest in peace. But if that's news to you, if you've never heard that before, I know, I know, bum, bum, it bum. sounds dumb, and it sounds it sounds also it also sounds like a major spoiler. But trust us that it's. It's not it's, what you think, yeah, and it's not it, as weird or as bad or as lame as it seems, and it's also kind of open to interpretation. It is. It I mean it's it's well done, and then the series is left off on a high note because you do realize, yeah, Terry's still Batman. You know, he, yeah, you nothing's know, really changed. And yeah. the one thing that you're happy for Terry is because he finds happiness, yeah. even though he still managed well, closure. Yeah, well, closure, he finds closure yeah. and happiness, but the thing is, like, he still has Dana. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got the ring. He's going to propose to her. And then he finds out but, it's a yellow lantern ring. Right. Okay. Yeah. But and then, <laughs> and then it's like, oh, damn it. I thought you were going to say until he finds her and Bruce in the Batman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But buck ass so, naked. And the pills he couldn't open were the Viagra pills. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but no, he finds happiness, which is one big thing for him, which I think one reason why I like him more than Bruce Wayne yeah. in many ways, because he. Feels more like a human being to you. He does, exactly. Thank you. Well, I don't know that. I don't know, man. I feel like you're really faulting Bruce Wayne for a lot of things that aren't really his fault. It sounds like you're you're victim blaming, man. (laughs) I'll victim blame Bruce Wayne all I want. (laughs) (laughs) He does it with the Joker. I mean, fuck, he created the Joker. Well, I know. Then he beats the shit out of him for it. (laughs) For fun. Well, I mean, yeah. Batman Beyond has been almost a film several times uh, wait, i wanted it as a oh film so God, bad dude you know also can rocksteady i know they they finished the batman games and whatnot can they just give us a batman, batman beyond, beyond? Game? they sure, had a batman not? beyond skin yeah you I mean, know just do the rest that would be amazing like i would i'd like to see them do something else like maybe a marvel property but they're but no, they're i think you know company. it's funny because you're, you're saying this now and i'm thinking rocksteady's gameplay more befits batman beyond than does. batman it does absolutely because it's way more gadget based and for those of you who haven't seen batman beyond terry mcginnis has fucking jet boots yeah right he oh yeah no boots. he flies there's, there's he's no basically he he's basically flies. he's basically a skinnier iron man yeah 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 as he's as not nearly go. as strong or as fast but yeah he's no, no, very no, yeah. similar to iron man in well he ways. can hold he holds up a like an entire roof of a building he can throw a car he's yeah, picked yeah, him up yeah. and More, he he's, tra- he's evolved into superhero like iron man level that's, superhero. A, that's what i kind of like about well, him he kind of is yeah he's i mean the suit does give him super strength no doubt not not the best well and his his gadgets are proportionate to the threats he's facing right so, they need exactly. to be. Yeah, the yeah, world, yeah, the yeah. world changed. Because, because, you know? because Bruce got the shit kicked out of him, and then he made this suit because he's like, oh, I'm an old and man. he's getting I, old, yeah. Right, I need this suit to basically survive yeah. if I'm going to keep being Batman. You but put then, it on a young man, then right. oh boy. Oh my God. Like, yeah. it's the bat suit he should have fucking created the moment that, like, Lucius Fox was like, oh, I'm going to fucking enable you. And he should have <laughs> went, great, I want jet boots and I want to shoot rockets. <laughs> why, and, why didn't he just build an Iron Man suit, really? It's like, <laughs> There's this great comic called Iron Man. Build me this. <laughs> oh my God, that would be amazing. Build me this with horns on the top, with oh, ears, yeah, bad yeah. ears. It's oh, like, it's perfect. Uh-huh. I just realized Lucius Fox is a t- Terrible enabler. Oh yeah, my yeah, God. no, he is. Somebody <laughs> comes to him and says, "Like, I want to be a vigilante, and I want to use company funds to to fund basically what are about to be a series I, of felonies." Like, no, that's my luck, Mister Wayne. And become a vigilante. He yeah. ina- he even enables his is own it son eventually. No, hold on, yeah, hold, yeah, on yeah, hold on, yeah. hold on. Is it embezzling if it's spending his own money? Yes, well, it is, it is because, no. of the yeah. because of the shareholders, shareholders and whatnot. And it yeah. belongs to the company. But dude, Bruce Wayne's rich besides the company. Yeah, but Wayne Enterprises literally funds everything he does directly. It's not Bruce Wayne's money directly but what about the all the other side companies that he owns that are just sh- the shell companies well, so the just idea like, yeah but they, but they, right, they purchase right? we're gonna need they to get do the purchase professional is... in here to kind of <laughs> analyze the wayne foundation's yes, funds yes the tax tax professional evaluates fictional it business you know what you yes. know what that's a great idea we should get like an auditor 
We should get an IRS auditor, like professional IRS auditor, to audit Iron Man and Bruce Wayne. Well, no, <laughs> Iron Man actually does like his because his transactions are public. And yeah. and he, uh, he probably is not embezzling at all. I'd imagine. Brandon, well, no, I don't know. You see his lifestyle. I'm, I'm sure like there, 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 was, there were no doubt some controversies during Iron Man's incognito years. We'll call them <laughs> during, say, the 1970s when he was still, you right. know, no one knew who he was. But anyway, back to back to the film topic. Yeah, right. uh, yeah so I, I've, and I've said I've said several times on several different episodes of Nerdy Show, I want a Batman Beyond film with Michael Keaton as old Bruce Wayne and yeah, that continuity right. because it's so similar to the Batman Beyond thing where Return of the Joker or whatever you got old Jack Nicholson holy fucking shit you yeah, could do well, it right. you know but my, uh, he, my question he could not do it there's a reason he's retired he yeah. has retired from acting though but I'm saying in theory that's Whoa. the one thing he loved playing the Joker that might be the one thing that'd pull him back for a cameo you know and the other thing is or like uh, we talked about this right Kevin Conroy should voice Terry McGinnis's dad because you only get him on the recordings. <laughs> and Kevin Conroy well, never played Batman, gonna, but he did the voice. What, what I was going to pitch to you guys is the question of if Michael Keaton was going to be old Batman, just for my, my own sake, who would you see as Terry McGinnis? Uh, Jared uh, Leto. Well, uh, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen the movie yet, but Tom Holland. I mean, he's, um, he's Spider-Man. He could theoretically pull off a Terry McGinnis. Oh, wait, could, Andrew yeah. Garfield. I mean, he got kicked to the curb. That's an entertaining side thought because I was reading up for this little microsode. Apparently, one of the negative reactions to Batman Beyond was from friend of the nerdy show, Greg Wiseman, who said it's a fine show, but it feels more like a Spider-Man than a Batman. Hmm. Interesting. 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 Yeah. I, and I, that's, that's such a cool quote. But that's, what I said I, but that's what I said I liked about him, was that he was plucky. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. How about Spider-Man's loss is our gain, Donald Glover? I'd be down. I'd be in. Yeah, yeah, yeah but no, he's would, a clone of Bruce Wayne. I would also be. I would <laughs> no, also he's be, not really. <laughs> no, no. I, I think that's a great idea. Okay with Andrew Garfield. Wait, he's a clone of Lucius Fox. See, I like Andrew Garfield as Spider Man. I did too. I, I thought he did. He, just, yeah. he was handed okay. a pile of shit, and he goes, "Make this work." And he's like, "Okay." Why don't, we, no, why don't, no, why don't we get one of the clones? Right, get one of the clones for multiplicity and uh, de-age them. <laughs> but no, but you're right though, dude. Like, like no, you're right though, dude. Like Donald Glover. Would super pull off a Terry McGinnis, yeah. and I would back that like a no. I, I I totally would too. I mean, make it work. Fuck it. Now, now here's the thing: Nick Cage has always wanted to be in a. Batman oh, Nicholas Cage would be a great Batman. Be and now, now Terry he McGinnis. he was at one point actually looking to executive produce and star in this film, not as Batman, but as Blight, the oh, yeah, uh, yeah. the yes! evil industrialist. And I want that so bad still. To oh this my day. god, he would be a killer Blight. He would be so. He would ham it up so Powers? good. Powers? Oh my fucking Jesus! Gonna okay. tear Batman. Spoiler. <laughs> I mean, I'm having flashbacks to, to, to Ghost Rider right now. Actually, as yeah. it's just yeah, but he it was works, my favorite though, right? part of Ghost Rider. But like, no, like yeah, but you, he's been as blight though. But no, no, no. If you if you watch Ghost Rider as a comedy. <laughs> it's, well, it wasn't a comedy? I thought it was a comedy. <laughs> well, Batman what, what, Beyond is sort of a comedy. Do you really think that movie took itself serious? They really and wanted us to. They really wanted us to. Somebody... As Blight, all you need to do is color correct Ghost Rider to green, <laughs> and you pretty much have the character. By the way, Blight is probably one of the best Batman villains as far as like aesthetic goes. Yeah. He's really oh, yeah. good. Didn't but... they have the mirror moment at the end of the, that first arc where he's sitting there, mirror, give me a mirror. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. they had something like that. And just before I, it leaves my brain again, I had to give another shout out and epilogue to the only thing outside of the movie Mask of the Phantasm tying the Phantasm character to the animated series. That's true. That I was fucking choice. That. And I thought that was just marvelously clever and hats off to everybody involved. Batman Beyond is great. Yeah, on that note, we got to pull the plug. We've, we're over time on this microphone. Uh, 
but not shway i'm sorry <laughs> can we just talk about a batman beyond rocksteady game and how cool and fun that would be could we have a batman beyond beyond episode we, beyond, Bat- beyond batman beyond. we're already beyond batman we, beyond. we have to this find younger to... hey guys find younger people to redo this microsoft in, for 14, <laughs> in 14 years it'll be 2030 the year batman beyond starts Wow. All right, so everybody, all Jesus. we need to do is start practicing our growly old Bruce Wayne voices so we can all usher in these younger nerdy well, show people. Yeah. I know John, host on Nerdy Show, has been doing his damnedest to try to put Shway into popular use. So, you know, it, we should do that, that too. That is totally Shway. I mean, Shway. it is Shway. Shway, so. and we need to start saying Scrote because yeah, that's another 2015 reference. That's, I, we're beyond I, don't, 2015. I don't know about Scrote. Scrote seems a little, a little old by now. Yeah, but if we, start <laughs> Shway, if we start Shway now, it won't be cool. Yeah. So we. Well, have the word "cool" is still cool. Yeah. And dude, and rad. Not as cool as Shway. Yeah, not as cool as Shway. We just need to make sure that Shway isn't as eye rolly as Frack. You know. No, nobody says Frack. Nah, frack is bullshit. What is frack? frack? Is garbage. But it's from Battlestar Galactica, totally and and people will insert it oh, in the conversation instead of fuck, just like in the show. Oh, that but, I want to punch it's all, people in the face. It's, it's always just, just a f- little bit eye rolly. You know. No, just say fuck. No, 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 it's just like, like literally when people say that, I'm like, like, I'm like, you're an idiot. I'm going to hit you. I but, don't, and, I don't but, know what I'm going to stop. But for some reason, it's okay for us to insert shway. Say shway. Bro, I'd no, love sh- you to shway. try to hit me. That would be so shway. No, sh- shway is fine. <laughs> Hashtag shway. <laughs> oh my god, dude, too. Like, no, we're doing the, it. Hashtag shway. Like Terry, <laughs> ter- how Terry McGinnis. Every like everybody in his life turns into a fucking villain. Like all the kids in school. Oh my god. Well, kind of like Spider Man. Except for Max. Kind of like Spider Man. Max never goes to the dark side. Yeah, but Max wants to be. Well, Max wants future to do- Robin because she's like she's like I'm Robin, right? Yeah, she. Well, <laughs> she, she literally says it, and Bruce yeah. Wayne's like, "Fuck you, get out of my fucking back here! <laughs> what are you even doing here?" I <laughs> mean, she's basically Oracle two. Get off of my back, only yeah. you know she has legs. Well, yeah, she goes and tells Barbara. She's like, oh, "I guess I'm like kind of like you know Oracle now," and then like Barbara shoots her in the fucking back. And she's like, <laughs> "Yeah, I guess so, you fucking <laughs> asshole." <laughs> I, when that I was is, a kid, the killing joke for sure. Yeah. When I was a kid, I was so surprised when when old Barbara Gordon's there and she's walking. I was like, "Whoa, it's the future." Well, I mean, yeah, you could have you could have seen how like in thirty five years yeah. they could have I mean, developed. I just I just assume you know you show an older Barbara Gordon, she's gonna be in a wheelchair. Yeah, because I don't think there's but, anybody like in a. But at the same time, they never broached. They no, never they, broached. They, they never broached it. It never happened. Well, they well, because it wasn't in the continuity in the animated yeah. series, right? Yeah, yeah, I just assumed. Not that, yet. You know, <laughs> it's about to be. You know, someday it would happen, but it didn't. It's about to be in the animated continuity. Yeah. Well, it, no, it is, it's not part of the DCAU. Like, Mark Hamill, Kevin Conroy. <laughs> I don't know how much further you well, want to go. Still not part, like, that's still not part of the AU. It's still not part of the AU. You know um, what? We're all going to pretend there. it is. So don't fucking lie. Anyway, that's time. That is shway. Thank you so much, Joshua Westfall, for another great topic. And uh, next time you see well, next week, of course, we've got our Nerdy Show show where we talk about all the latest pop culture and so on. And then following that, well, maybe another microsode, maybe an interview. I actually don't know yet. We'll find out. In the meantime, this entire network is listener-supported. You can support us by going to nerdyshow.com support and uh, either contributing with a one-time donation, joining on Patreon, where you can interact with us in all kinds of fun and exciting ways, as well as download a plethora of behind-the-scenes content like outtakes and so on. And then also, you can shop on Amazon, and if you follow our Amazon links, well, then you will help support Nerdy Show. If you want to go to nerdyshow.com Amazon, just copy the link there. And you can use that link all the time for all your Amazon purchases, and it will give back to Nerdy Show. It's a great, simple way to help. Now, there's a way you can help that doesn't involve money, which is probably exciting to you if you're not familiar with this, and that is rating and reviewing us on iTunes. It truly does help. If you like this episode, if you like any of the content we produce on the Nerdy Show Network, rate and review your favorite shows. Rating is super easy. You just hop on iTunes with your account and click five stars because we rock. So obviously five stars and not one star. That would be bad. 
But if you have extra time, you can land us a review, such as this one, which is posted to the Ghostbusters Resurrection iTunes page. Doug, take it away. Oh, those guys. This is called Binged and Love Busting So Much by Disden Bates. Oh, boy. I binged while at work recently and could not get enough busting with the Central Florida Ghostbusters. I need more of this in my life, and so does any other red-blooded Ghostbusters fan. The music, the role-playing, it toyed with my emotions so many times and brought happy tears to my eyes every time they beat the big bad of a season and laughs at the bad guy in the first season's epilogue. Keep it up. Looking forward to season three and wondering what you'll bust next. If you can, come to the Northernlands. We have a bridge in Minneapolis that's been causing suicides for decades and needs busting. (laughs) Well, you know, I wouldn't be against a road trip. I mean, but you don't yeah. have a jumpsuit yet, Briggs. You got to get on that. Well, you get the jumpsuit. We'll do the road trip. Right, right, right. Yeah. We also need to work on our Ecto-1. That's true. Yeah. But we can still bust without an Ecto-1. You, we've done it before. I can bust naked. I told you I'll do this. <laughs> Onyx, you're I fired. Think, I think, you're fired. It's not happens. recommended. I think, I think anybody can bust naked. Most do. <laughs> uh, um, it makes me feel good. Like Batman and Barbara Gordon. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and Alfred hoses the Batmobile out afterwards. <laughs> no. Um, Stop it. And he's just like, not again, Master Boom. Oh, my God. Wait. Does anybody, did they ever explain how Alfred dies? Because I think that's what happened. I think he had a fucking he's heart attack. Like, <laughs> shock. And that's why Dick is so mad at them. Because he, he walked in at the same time. <laughs> you killed Alfred. <laughs> he was like 104. <laughs> anyway. yeah, he was probably like 204. Let's be mm-hmm. honest. Whatever. Anyway, we got to end this episode. <laughs> One final note before we go. If you want to hear us talk more about the DC animated universe at large or DC's new era of live action television shows, well, we recorded a podcast about it last year. You can check it out in both podcast form and video form, linked to on this episode's page. Taking us out is Batman Stage 1, the NES classic as performed by the Nintendo Core pioneers The Advantage from their 2006 record, Elf Titled. We're used to bands performing their own renditions of video game music these days, but The Advantage, they were truly one of the first. These guys were founded in 1998 and, to my knowledge, are still alive and kicking. This track... It's from Sunsoft's 1989 adaptation, with air quotes, of Tim Burton's Batman, and it rocks. It's a totally original soundtrack by Naoki Kodaka. No Elfman, no Prince. It's an ass-kicking chiptunes track that, if you translate it into techno, could easily be played in a future Gotham club. And the Advantages rendition of it is fantastic. It's got a bit more surf guitar than what you'd expect from Batman Beyond, but I think you'll see the connection when you hear this. And if not, then check out the original on the NES. You can hear more tracks by The Advantage and hundreds more awesome nerd artists over on our nerd music station at nerdy.fm. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. I'm Cap. Bye. I'm Doug. I'm the Shway Master Laval. I'm Briggs. I think. And I'm Tony Beyond. Hashtag Shway. Shway. Hashtag Shway. Hashtag Shway. This is Batman Stage 1.
Thanks for listening to Nerdy Show. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us on iTunes or like and follow us on SoundCloud. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network, and there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com slash nerdyshow. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. You can subscribe to Nerdy Show via iTunes and SoundCloud. Leave a comment, like and share, and follow Nerdy Show on all your favorite social networks. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com. If it's geeky, we got it covered. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.